Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners especially our service men and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. You know, if you want to start your day the right way, you can do it at Strange Brew Coffee House. But if you can't make it, Strange Brew Coffee House, well, they make it easy for you. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order coffee to be delivered right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machine you've got sitting on the counter, Strange Brew Coffee House can deliver coffee to you, including the new K-Cups, which everybody loves and are, in fact, totally awesome. So. StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com, or of course, two locations of Strange Brew Coffee here in uh, Starkville and one in Tupelo, of which we've made Parrish Alford a regular now. So shout out to the Lieutenant Governor Parrish. Uh, I want to thank our friends over at College Corner. We are just a couple of weeks away from uh, the start of baseball season here in Starkville, and that means you need to show up looking your best, all right? You expect a national championship performance you got to dress like a champion, and that means heading over to College Corner, grabbing some new gear. Two locations to serve you in Jackson. They're original by Fleet Feet. They're in Florida by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. When you're in Starkville for baseball season, you're going to want to hit up Humble Taco. You're going to want to sit out there on the porch on a lovely spring afternoon, grab a couple of margaritas, grab some chips and salsa, and a couple of great tacos before you head over to Duty Noble Field to watch the Diamond Dogs. I don't know if you guys have noticed this. I'm trying to you know, talk a little baseball here with you. I wonder why. But Humble Taco is the place to be. Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. If you like Southern food and you like Mexican food and you ever wonder what it would look like if they got combined on the same plate, guess what? Go to Humble Taco and you can find out for yourself. Want to make it easy for yourself today at lunch? Just go to Firehouse Subs. Firehouse Subs is always happy to see you, and they make it really easy for you to order with their incredible app. It's one of the easiest and best apps I've ever used, and you pile up reward points on there. I think I've already gotten a couple of free sandwiches just in the past couple of months just from ordering from Firehouse Subs. So download the free app today. Locations are in Starkville, Oxford, Tupelo, Columbus, Flowood, and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. Robbie Falk, what's your favorite baseball song? Ooh, are you talking about songs that you know just get played at duty noble or that or like that remind you of baseball season okay there's there's two there's two okay i love cheap seats by alabama yeah and then i can't hear your love and then and not be taken to duty noble field that's right so those are probably my top well on your way home tonight i want you to crank crank them because it's baseball season baby it is baseball season in Starkville. Well, before we talk about the carnage, I do want to let you guys know, if you didn't listen to today's Sports Talk Mississippi, 
Sports Talk Mississippi will be live at Duty Noble Field on the day before opening day, obviously with a 3 p.m. first pitch. We can't do a live remote from there. You know, there's there's broadcast right rules and all that. But we will be live at the stadium on Thursday, uh, February 17th. I cannot wait. We'll have some great guests lined up. I, I am going to uh, put the National Championship trophy directly in front of Richard Cross's seat. And he has to stare at it the entire show. We may interview bring, as well. Can he bring the women's golf national championship? Did you were you listening the other day when I got him on that? When it, when you when you told it when you asked him name three if players. he could name three players yeah, he, he had to sit there and think about it yeah I think he named like one player like he named one and he had to he had to resort to people texted him <laughs> state fans I want you to listen to me if any Ole Miss fan gives you the whole well we want a national championship too in women's golf pull out a twenty dollar bill. And say, you can have this if you can name three players. And you it's got to be in person, though. You can't you can't do it over text because they can just Google. Oh yeah, it yeah, out. it's got to be in person. Yeah, 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 for sure. Don't don't yeah. don't res- like if they're gonna text you like if you can do it in the next five seconds. You got five. So, what, so where are y'all setting up the remote? Outfield. I, I mean, we have two options, and both of them are awesome. We're either gonna be in the right field plaza, or we the one I want is on top of the lofts. Well, that would be great. With the, with the field behind us. Oh, I hope that's what we get. So we'll see, but we will be there. Can, I get, a, can I get an invite? I was about to say, I was just about to do that because we're going to want to have some guests. I don't know why Robbie Falk couldn't make an appearance. The, 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 I mean, the, the maybe we better can waste thunder and lightning. We can waste 10 minutes. You yeah. know, if, the, if we need a little 10 minute segment. Place. Yeah. Well, 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 it's going to be a lot of fun, though. So uh, next Thursday, don't miss. And a quick uh, update also, I am off tomorrow. I will not be on Sports Talk Mississippi. So if you're a person who's like, man, do I hate Richard and Borky, don't listen because I'm not there to help you out on that. All right. That's the good news. Let's get to the bad. Another close but no cigar for Mississippi State uh, basketball. Uh, Tied at 61 uh, with a two and some change to go. Um, and four and four and some change. Yeah, and two forty-four. They don't score in the final two minutes and forty-four seconds, and state loses seventy-two sixty-three. Another close game gets away from them. What an interesting game for Tennessee. They started off eight of their first nine. They finished eight of their last nine. In between that, state played some pretty good defense. State actually shot the ball wet, better, but shot fewer shots, and really cost themselves on the free throw line. Uh, 14 of 23 there in a game where you lose by nine and you miss nine free throws. 16 turnovers turned into 20 points uh, for the Volunteers. And once again, State with three players in double figures. Iverson Molinar with 16. Garrison Brooks had a nice game, 15 points. And DJ Jeffries really had a good game as well, 13 points. But he missed two big free throws down five with just over a minute to go, I think, and then missed a putback attempt right at the rim. Just not great. But then after that, there's just not, again, not a lot of offense. You got eight points out of Tolu Smith, five from Shaquille Moore, who had a really rough night from the floor, and then 2-2-2 from Davis, Matthews, and Garcia. So 6-11, only 19 points. Nothing again from Rocket Watts, another 0 for for him, 0 for 3 from the field. After having his best couple games of the year, he has fallen right off. State just not getting enough offense, not getting enough clutch shots. Not able to make the play. This is the, the, the fact of the matter. I'm going to quote Arn Anderson here. 
good teams find ways to win and bad teams find ways to lose. And that's what's happening here. State's yeah. not a good team and they find ways to lose. Mm-mm. And I don't want to hear anybody say this is a tournament team. I'm tired of hearing that. They could uh, end up like, being a tournament team, but they aren't playing like a tournament team. And it, if they end up being a tournament team, they've done something that they have not done under Ben Howland, and they've won a bunch of big-time games down the stretch here. And I just don't see it, Brian. I mean, <laughs> I predicted a win in this game just because State's played so well at home, and I thought that they could win this ball game. But, um, you know, I, I, I should have gone with history – and said that Mississippi State is close in this ballgame and loses. Because yeah. we've seen this movie over and over, same song, different verse, doesn't matter. Um, it happens every time. You can change the jersey to Tennessee, to Auburn, uh, Alabama, Kentucky, doesn't matter. Change the jersey, same thing happens. If Mississippi State is in a close ball game in the final five minutes, mm-hmm. I'm going to predict Mississippi State's going to lose that game. I mean, it's just that, that's just going to be science, math, whatever. Mississippi State's going to lose. I want to give um, a shout out to my buddy Nate, who in our group text said, "I say we are up two with five minutes to go and lose by eight. State was up one with five minutes to go and lost by nine. He almost got it. Yep. Same. I mean, same he, story. I, and it's what you're saying too. We've seen it before. We've just seen this this show before. But I mean, I mean, think about the start of the ball game." Uh, Tennessee was shooting out of its mind or whatever. I mean, how about that? Look, how about that, too? 16 of 18, like in the first uh, five minutes and the last four and a half or whatever of, yeah. of you know, the game. Started twelve close strong. 12 for 39 in between that time. The, the, the in-between moments was when Mississippi State should have really kind of taken control of the ball game. When they got down early, they were able to come back, you know, late in the first half. They had taken that double-digit deficit, and they had come back and taken the lead. And in the final two possessions, just kind of withered away there, and Tennessee was able to take the lead going into halftime. Well, late in that first half was when Mississippi State should have been able to kind of grab hold of the ball game. You had the momentum. You're playing at home. It wasn't a great crowd, but you, you were playing in front of your home crowd, and you were playing really well. That was the time where State should have kind of taken that momentum. And they couldn't, but they, they did – to their credit, they did stay close all of the second half. But every time they would go up by a point or two, Tennessee would come back with five straight points. And State could never just take over the ball game. And that is Ben Howland, Mississippi State basketball in a nutshell. They just they, – they go in these long stretches where either they're not getting stops or they're not scoring. Um, you know, they might get three or four stops in a row, but they're not scoring on the other end. That's what happened in the second half of this ball game. State just could not get the stops when they needed to, and when they got the stops, they couldn't score. I mean, think about the, you know, late in that ball game, when you have an opportunity to close that lead, you miss two free throws, come down the next possession, you, you have a, a shot at a second chance, and you miss it in the paint. It, it's just, it's the same thing over and over for this team, and that's, it falls on coaching. It falls on Ben Howland. We've seen different personnel come and go, but this same thing happens every year for seven years under Ben Howland. And it's just it's, time is starting to tick here. Yeah. And it, we're, you're running out of opportunities to do what you were supposed to do. 
you had to do this. You had to get to the NCAA tournament this year. Those opportunities are falling like in Beauty and the Beast when that rose is falling. I, I, I mean, that's a, that's a strange analogy, but just it is. we're getting down to that last pedal. Yeah. And <laughs> but yeah. Ben, ben Hallen better find him somebody that loves him. Maybe Valentine's will bring that along. I don't know. At the end of the day, somehow, amazingly, State is still – going to be in in the in the mix now they may be have they may drop you know lenardi's bracketology that came out on wednesday had state first four out he said it a win would put them in they may drop to the next four out but they're still going to be on that list with but these next two games are key we i look back to the show i think we did after the old miss game and i said these are the next seven games and it was at kentucky at texas tech south carolina at home at Arkansas, Tennessee at home, at LSU, at Alabama. And I said right then, I said, State has to be three and four, in, at least three and four in these games, with one of those wins needs to be South Carolina, unless you're going to somehow upset three great teams. But if you beat South Carolina and you get two other wins, you're going to be okay. You'll be 16 and nine, and then you move on to the next step. State still has that chance, but. They have to go on the road where they haven't won all year. They have to play two pretty good teams. Alabama's playing pretty well right now since that went over Baylor. LSU has been playing very poorly, but they got to win Tuesday night against Texas A&M, try to maybe right the ship a little bit. Oh, they'll be back on track Saturday. <laughs> well, but this is, this is where we are. It's gone from, well, it's okay that they lost to Kentucky. Uh, it's okay they lost Texas Tech. Well, they, they needed to beat Arkansas, but it's still all right. To Now they have to win. Now it's must win. The next two are must win. If you lose them, if you lose one of them, you're pro- it's probably done. And honestly, I, I don't have a whole ton of faith in state to, to navigate the Missouri, Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt stretch safely. No. But they're probably going to go three and one in, in there. They're, they'll probably drop one they shouldn't. But for sure. They're, they're going to lose one of the Missouri games. Yeah. But for sure. Well, then two of those games are on the road at Missouri and at South Carolina. But if they don't win these next two, I just don't see a way forward. At some point, your resume has to have good wins. You have to have good wins. It has one quad one win. One. It's just not good enough. It's not good enough for Mississippi State. Both of these opportunities, these next two are quad one opportunities. You got to get them. You've got to get them both somehow. But I just don't have any faith in them to do it at this point. No. How could you? How could you possibly predict Mississippi State to go get a big win with their backs against the wall? We we haven't seen it. I mean, we were kind of at a loss the other day when someone asked what was Ben Howland's best win. What was his signature win at Mississippi State? I don't know what that is. Yeah. I mean, do you know off the top of your head? I, I really Cause, this one might be, might have been if he had, had won this one, it. might have been his best. Honestly, one. his best win. Arkansas, be. they beat Arkansas one time on the road, and the... yeah, but I think it might be Cincinnati. They beat Cincinnati at home a couple years ago. Oh, I don't know. I mean, that's the problem. Is I don't know what's Chris Lamonis' signature win. The national championship. Yes. What's Dan Mullen's signature win? Um. Auburn. 
2014 going to going to the uh, the number one. What what I mean, even like I would say Mike Leach has a signature win, right? Wouldn't you yeah. say that beating Texas A and M or beating LSU is more impressive than anything Ben Howland's done in seven years? Probably so. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the issue in and of itself. That seven years of basketball and seven years worth of games, over two hundred games coached at this point, I would imagine. And, and he, I just don't understand that because he's had a really good career and he is a really good coach. I don't understand why he just hasn't been able to get over the top here. I, I really felt like he would be able to win here, and he's and he has won. I don't want to. I don't want to diminish his career he because has elevated the program from rock bottom. It was rock bottom when he got here. Yes, and he's been a consistent winner as far as, you know, they're, they're winning 18 to 20 games. Correct. And that's something they weren't doing under Rick Ray. But it's just the big wins Have he's not been able to get. And that's that's a guy that has won hundreds of ball games, been to three Final Fours. He's gotten big wins his whole career. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why it's not happening here. And, and there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, some bad luck along the way. And that, but that's true of any coach, right? But – Malik Newman not panning out. I mean, you know as well as I do that we started hearing stories about Malik Newman in seventh grade. We thought he was going to be a for sure one and done superstar, and it just didn't pan out. Um, you know, your 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 first recruiting class, which was loaded with talent, those guys didn't pan out. Mario Kegler, Schneider, Harrard, Eli Wright. Uh, I mean, they just you know they just didn't just didn't work out. You had some good players in that class, Tyson Carter and. Adu was a good starter for you, and then so was Lamar Peters. But for the most part, you missed on a lot of guys. Um, you get sort of unlucky with Woodard going pro. He could have been a big piece for you last year. And then you really got unlucky this year with D.J. Stewart going pro. Nobody saw that coming, but it, it happened. D.J. Stewart would be a huge addition. I mean, if this team had Molinar and Stewart to go with everybody else, I think they'd be a lot – obviously, I think they'd be a lot better. So there's some- Oh, yeah, because guard play is – Guard play is not good right now. It's well, not one, good of, at all. one of his biggest issues is he has, since Lamar Peters left, has not been able to bring in an actual point guard. No. You know, you think about Nick Weatherspoon, a very untraditional point guard. Not, not really a point guard at all. Molinar is not a point guard. He is much better as the two. Um, Had six turnovers against Tennessee. Yeah. Shaquille Moore, not, not a point guard. Again, another guy who's more of a two. So, and that's something I was I was always surprised by that he didn't recruit or go into the, the portal where he went for all these other players and go get a legitimate pass first, run the floor point guard. And there's a lot of other issues with what he does now. He's got a team full of good athletes, but he doesn't get up and down. You've talked about it the other day. He, he doesn't get up and down the court. He wants to play a half court game. You know, you've got these good athletes. You should probably press more. He's got a reputation as a defensive coach, but State consistently has defensive issues this season. It's it's just – it's not working. And I know, you know, people want to say, well, you know, Howland's not the one missing shots. And Howland recruits the players. And that's the, the, the truth of the matter. If, if the players aren't good, it's still the head coach's fault. He recruited them. Yeah. One thing that struck me, he said post game that you know they they were kind of denying Molinar a little bit, and it it kind of caught him off guard. Like, did you not expect the other team to game plan for your best player? Like, I don't understand that. Like, that's happened a few times this year. 
Well, it's happened a few times in his career. But, but, I mean, you know, like teams are game planning to stop Iverson Molinar. Mm-hmm. And so that, that shouldn't have been something that was a complete shock. Right. And it should um, it like it should be something that you're able to to get around, right? Okay, they're, they're taking away Molinar. So let's, you know, set some screens for him. Let's, you know, let Shaquille Moore bring the ball up the court. Let Rocket Watts bring the ball up the court. Something. Man, Shaquille Moore, five points in 28 minutes. Not good. That's a – I mean, you're almost just like that's an empty spot on the floor. And didn't score until late in the second – or midway through the second half. In the three, late in the second half. Rocket Watts, not for three in eight minutes. Javian Davis is doing nothing for you off the bench. Um, you know, it's, I, I really liked what I saw from DJ Jeffries. That's been a guy that I've been talking about. I want to see more yeah, from him. Game. He played really well. He he kind of got them out of a <laughs> funk offensively early in the ball game, and yeah, I thought he, he defended well. And he was early. You know, he he was playing really hard to the very end. And Garrison Brooks was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Tolu Smith is not back. He's he's still he's struggling right now. Uh, but I mean, you can't really blame him. But, yeah, I mean, the guard play outside of Molinar is just bad right now. Yeah. And we talked about how deep this team was. This team is really deep and really talented, and it's just not showing right now. Yeah. So, Saturday at LSU, next week against Alabama at Alabama. You don't win those two, I feel like you can call it a wrap. You know, maybe something crazy happens. Maybe you, you can beat Auburn here. I, I don't see that happening. But, you know, we'll, crazier, thing, crazier things have happened than Mississippi State beating Auburn this year. And if that happens, you know, hey, if you can go 4-0 in that Missouri-Vandy-South Carolina spread and then you can beat Auburn and Texas A&M to finish out the season, well, then, you know, at that point you're 20-11, and 11, probably in pretty good shape. You might be in good shape at that point. But, but it's, this, this is what we talk about. It's not about reasonable every, to predict that. Though. This is what we talk about every year, though. Yeah. Like, every week, like, it's just like, well, if they can – do this, okay? They just like right when you get up to the game time, everybody's back on. Well, if they can get this win tonight, that would be that would be huge. Mm-hmm. And they lose that, all right? Fire howling, and then the next game, okay? Well, the, they still got a chance here. Oh no, fire howling again. No, well, well, well. Oh, they got a big win tonight. That's good. They don't. They don't just completely tank. They do just enough to keep you interested and keep you locked in to where you're paying attention to the ball game. Yeah. Um, so I, I have I have no doubts that over the course of the next few weeks, <coughs> they will at least stay afloat mm-hmm. to the point where they're in the conversation going in the SEC they'll tournament. Get one and, of these next two. Yeah. I don't know which one it is, but they'll get one. They'll beat. They'll win the games they're supposed to win. They'll make it interesting against Auburn, and they'll go into the SEC tournament saying, "Ah, if we can win two. <laughs> and that's just where you're going to be. So, and then you'll lose it more. Be better than this, it should be better than this. You, you, know, maybe you shouldn't I'm, be. You shouldn't be on the other side of the bubble. Maybe I miscalculated. Apparently, I did when I said I thought this team should be a you know, comfortable in the tournament four or five seed discussion team all year. But they're better than this. They they are more talented than this. They're just not playing well, and they don't. They just they can't. Again, they find ways to lose games. They just do, and that's what bad teams do. They're playing bad right now. I know people sometimes get on me. I think you've been you've been one of you know. I say a team is a bad team, and you're like they're not a bad team. They're playing bad right now. This team is bad. This is a bad basketball team right now, and we'll see if they can shake it off. But it's it doesn't appear like that's going to be the case. 
Let's uh, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Remember, when you put beef into the grocery cart, not only are you preparing your family a delicious and nutritious meal, you're helping out 15,000 of your fellow Mississippians who are our local beef providers. Great people all across our state, and you're helping them out simply by grilling up a delicious steak, putting some burgers on the grill, putting a crock pot roast together, whatever it is. Beef is always a great answer for your family. It's what's for dinner. That's what beef is. Thanks to the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. You know, if you're feeling down about MSU basketball, there's always smoked wings is what I would say. You can always have a delicious plate of smoked wings, some pork rind nachos, maybe a couple of tacos. I'm a chicken chipotle taco man myself, but you know what? They got a lot of great options there, and those will make you feel better. You'll forget all about this basketball team and its issues uh, very quickly with a trip to Two Brothers. So head over there to the heart of the Cotton District and enjoy some smoked southern soul food over at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Let's make it easy for you with Advantage Business Systems. How about great products and great service? And it's more than just great products. It's a really comprehensive selection of products. Everything your business needs, copiers, printers, computers, information, and mailing systems. And then it's more than just great service. It's not, you know, okay, we'll, we'll get you taken care of. Here's our call center number. No, it's here's our phone number. And somebody's going to answer the phone. And we're going to talk to you about getting out there today about fixing your problems. That's the kind of service you're getting at Advantage Business Systems. 47 years of work here in this state. Nobody's staying open that long unless to take care of their customers. That number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. We're going to talk a little football here, but real quick, Robbie, big game tonight at the hump uh, for the women. Absolutely. Huge, huge game for state. And, um, hopefully for them, it turns out differently than the men's game and they can kind of move into the uh, right side of the bubble pretty firmly. This is, uh, this is a great chance for state to, to make that move up right now. They're just inside the tournament, which is pretty remarkable to think about Yeah, a win over, over Florida, which is a really good Florida team at this point should firmly put them in at this stage in the season, which is which would be a great position to be in as the season starts to kind of wind down here. And there's some tough games ahead for State. But you want to be on the right side of the bubble at this point with what's left. Um, you'd rather be there than on the outside and, and kind of build your resume here. So, you know, it's interesting. Florida is in a, a very similar spot to Mississippi State. They had their coach. He was – fired uh, earlier before the season, I believe. A lot of impropriety over, over there. Yeah, so um, you know, they've had a – leadership at the athletic department, athletic director spot. I just want to point that out. Well, I'm not going to say anything about that. But, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, it's <clears throat> this is a team that started off the year like 10 and 6 or something like that. And they've really gone a roll here. Seven out of eight games, I think they've won the SEC. They have uh, three wins over top 25 teams in the last four games. They only lost coming to South Carolina in that stretch. So uh, very, very tough opponent for State. And they have um, some really good guard play that's that's going to be tough for Mississippi State to, to defend. But I, I feel like this team's playing really well at this point. They're kind of – inspired and you know they're they're they've really kind of rallied around each other a big crowd could go a long way and help them tip this team over the top in this ball game and also sunday against Ole miss i I really feel like 
the home court advantage could really go a long way for Mississippi State. But this is a big one for them, and getting a win would be huge. Florida is 49th in the net rankings for the, for the women, and State is 50th. So right there, this is a pretty two pretty evenly matched teams, it looks like. But we'll see if State can continue to play at that high level of inspiration that you were just uh, talking about. All right, I want to talk a little football here. And I'm sort of loath to do it, but whatever. So let's go back to, uh, I guess it was Monday's Sports Talk Mississippi. Obviously, one of the big topics is Brian Harson, which that saga took an incredible turn today. If you're not paying attention, do you see this with the yes? Basically, if you if you're not keeping up, Auburn on Tuesday created a new policy for all university employees that will allow them to fire Brian Harson because he has been on vacation and isn't cooperating with their investigation. It's either the dumbest or the most brilliantly devious plan of all time. I think today on Sports Talk Mississippi, we're going to have our own director of human resources on, who is also an attorney, and she is a brilliant, brilliant lady. Hopefully she can explain this for us. I hope that she tells me Auburn is the smartest people alive. That's what I want to hear, but we'll see. They're trying to avoid that $18 million buyout that that they set up, I guess, originally. My friend Cole Kublik tweeted a Ric Flair video, and he, he, he said it all. I'm the dirtiest player in the game, and I'll win at any cost. That's what Auburn is right now. They are the dirtiest players in the game. They will win at any cost. They will do anything not to pay that $18 million, including creating a new policy yesterday while this man is at Sandals, Jamaica. And some, somebody mentioned, I saw somebody mention this uh, yesterday, just or two days ago, I guess it was, talking about, you know, if anybody thinks that Auburn's not going to bounce back from this, they're crazy. They always find a way to bounce back. That's true, but then they'll turn right back around and do this again in three years. It's a never-ending it's a never so never cycle. They'll, they'll get back to the top, then they'll come crashing back down again. I agree. So, it's a long, we wanted to talk about that, but so we, we were talking about, you know, okay, so Harson is obviously on the hottest seat in the conference. Who would be second? You know, if Harson gets fired this week, which it feels like it's going to happen, if not this week, next week, who's, who in the SEC is the hottest seat remaining? And I just said it. I said, it's probably Mike Leach. I said, now, again, I did not say Mike Leach is on a hot seat. I did not say Mike Leach is likely to be fired. I did not say any of these things. All I said was, of the remaining coaches in the SEC, a bad season hurts Mike Leach the most. And when you look at the other coaches, Robbie, I don't see how you could argue with me. Obviously, Saban and Smart are totally untouchable. The only way they're getting out is like, legal issues, and I mean legal. I'm not talking about a DUI. I'm not talking about, you know, a forged check. I'm talking about they killed people. That's the only way they're getting out. It'd have to be really bad because everything else would be covered up. Exactly. Kiffin might be in that same spot. I think Kiffin could survive a 2-10 and season this year. That's that's how much credit he has built up right now. Uh, Mark Stoops going nowhere, right? Not getting fired. Jimbo Fisher, yeah, he, he could underachieve again. 
they have to pay him $90 million to walk out the door. They're not going to do that. So the, there's no hot seat discussion when they're, they're not willing to fire you. Uh, Drinkwitz, Drinkwitz is probably the next guy to talk about, but he's recruited a top 15 class. He's, he's recruiting way over Missouri's weight. So that's got him some credit built up. Heupel, I mean, Tennessee people are just about as crazy as Auburn people, but I think they're pretty pleased with the way that that, that university, that, that program is going forward. Clark Lee, I think he's got a lot of rope. He's an alum. He could survive another 2-10, and 1-11 kind of year. I really do think that. Everybody else is kind of new, right? Napier at Florida, Kelly at LSU. Beamer has got a lot of credit built up. He could survive basically anything, I think. Um, who am I leaving out? There's somebody I'm leaving out. Oh, Pittman. Pittman's yeah. going nowhere. No. Right? So Leach is the guy in this discussion of, let's say you have a bad season, who would have the hottest seat? It's Leach. And there's just really no way around that. If State goes 5-7 and seven and loses a third straight Egg Bowl, he's going to be on a hot seat for the next year. And, and again, I, I'd go a step further, and I would say his job would be very much in jeopardy. So you're going further than me. Yes, I think I, I don't think I, he'd be in real jeopardy of, of firing this season. But it five would be, and seven, five and seven, and losing the Egg Bowl for a third straight year. I, I, there's going to be a lot of pressure. I'm happy people, no question. I don't know that it would be fired this year. I just don't. Joe Moorhead was fired after two years, two bowl games, two Egg Bowl wins. Yes, but you and I both know that that wasn't on the field results that were the problem. You and I both know. Yeah, that. but it's not like it's not like you know this is just a a perfect. No. To, I mean, we're 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 switching safeties coaches to running backs coaches. I, I get it. I get it. I, I understand. I understand. What I want to make clear is, and I, I didn't really get a chance to do this on Sports Talk. We were supposed to do this for two segments, and something that came up, and, and we didn't get to it on on a Tuesday show. Is I don't think this is going to be an issue. I think state will be improved this year. Yes, I have state at eight and four as we sit here right now. I have state winning their four non-conference, and I have them beating. <coughs> Uh, Auburn, I have them beating Kentucky again. I have them beating uh, Arkansas. And I have them beating Ole Miss. I think right now, State's better than Ole Miss. Doesn't mean it's going to turn out that way, but we'll see. And then A&M at home and LSU even on the road are, can be toss-up games for State. They can be. I think Will Rogers and that group are going to move forward. I think Rogers, I mean, his his yardage may not improve very much, but he could throw more touchdowns and maybe a couple fewer interceptions. I mean, I don't know if he's going to throw for 5,000 yards. That would be a, a pretty big number. Obviously, they've improved the talent around him in the receiver room. You bring back Marks and Johnson. Defensively, you bring back a ton of talent. Jordan Davis returning, I think, is a huge deal for Mississippi State. Marcus Banks, the addition to him gives you you know, if you were worried about trying to replace Emerson, I think he's the guy who can do it. I, I feel good about the defense. I feel good with Zach Arnett there. They went out and got a, a legitimate kicker. So you feel like they should have, you know, shored up maybe their biggest issue from a season ago. Everything points to State being improved. I saw a tweet from uh, Bill Connolly from, uh, uh, from ESPN, who does, the, uh, who does a ton of analytic work. Nobody in the, in the SEC returns more production than Mississippi State. By the other side of that coin, nobody returns fewer production than Ole Miss. He had State improving by about six or seven points per game. If State's averaging 34, 35 points a game, they're going to win eight to nine games pretty easily. Pretty easily. So all of this is kind of moot, Robbie. 
if you just watch a video, an 80 second video, you'd know this. I don't disagree with anything that you said about next year. Mm-hmm. The only thing I disagree with is your thoughts on if state wins five games, because I know for a fact that on this show, mm-hmm. you would be calling for a change. I would, I, I would be saying, because if, if put yourself in that reality, <laughs> you, you've just predicted Mississippi state to win eight games and beat Ole Miss right after the egg bowl. Mm-hmm. If state is five and seven, they have missed a bowl game for the first time in 12 years. Yeah. Well, there's a difference between I what I would promise what you, I would you will say. Be. No, no, no. There's just between what I would say and what would happen. I would well, say the change would be justified. You'd be fully justified in making a change. But if you're making, we're gonna well, I don't think whole, it's we're gonna make the whole discussion here. If you're gonna make that change, you got to make two changes. No, no. But you at that at that point, you. after three seasons, Mike Leach would have a losing record overall. No, you're right. You're right. And he would have missed a bowl game. He's the first coach to miss a bowl game since Sylvester Kroon in yep. 2008. Yeah. And he would have lost three times and three chances. Yeah. You would be justified in doing it, but I don't know that it would happen. I don't know for sure that it would happen. I think he would go in. I think he would get another year and be told, you better win big next year or you're out. I'd. I I think that it uh, in this in this era of college football mm-hmm. where coaches are getting paid five million dollars, you cannot justify a coach having a losing record after three seasons and getting paid five million dollars a year. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I don't think I, I think it would be I think there would be way more pressure coming from the people that make big decisions mm-hmm. than you think. We'll see. These five. You're but, making, but again, you again, make that though, change though. You're making two changes. Yeah, and I I think that would be that could happen too if that happens. But that being but said, I, we don't. Neither one of us believe that is going to happen. Put on a happy face here to end this. Just say I think they could win eight games next year and then go to a bowl game. And if they win that, they'll be nine and four and ranked in the top fifteen. And then you bring back Will Rogers and company for another ride in 2023. And it seems play some guys defensively are in good shape. It seems impossible that State would win five games next year just because of what they're bringing back. I mean, would, would probably, I mean, you're talking about if even if you go four and oh in non conference, you're one and seven in the SEC. I mean, what's the yeah. one? Who do you beat? Uh, Auburn, you know, maybe. Yeah, maybe Auburn is at home. They're, they're going to be down. And we'll see. So I want to make so two statements. It's two statements in one. First off, Watch videos when they're attached to tweets because there's don't just read the headlines context. Don't just read the headline Two, it's a moot point for me anyway. Now, when we get into the season, you know, my rule, when I get new information, I change my mind, but today's information lets me believe Mississippi state will be a improved football team in 2022. Hopefully that clears some stuff up for you guys. It won't. Oh, I've been, y'all been crushing me. You deserved it. You suck. I don't even know what you did, but you deserved it. I just told you what I did. I told you what I did. And what's funny on that video is I say that. I say some people will not watch this video or they're listening and they won't accept that I said more likely and not likely. More likely and likely are two different things. You know, 
It's likely Robbie and I will go to lunch next week. It's more likely that Robbie and I will go to Two Brothers. Doesn't mean we're going to Two Brothers. It's just more likely. But it's very likely that we're going to go to lunch, period. That's probably going to happen. Robbie slows me dinner. I got to get that out of here. I mean, don't. don't. I, we, I have been sick. Don't. I'm, I'm, we're going to go to dinner. Good God, man. Are you, how long are you going to milk the sickness? You were sick right. like three weeks ago. Hold on. I want to talk. We're going to talk real talk here. I was talking to Theo about this tonight at the game. COVID is still here. All right. I'm not, I may not be positive, I may not be contagious, but my, I mean, you know, my respiratory issues through the years. I'm still coughing, man. It's still all the time. I watched you eat tacos at your house. Mm-hmm. I watched you eat the other day at lunch. Yeah. But you ate. Can you not eat? Oh, I can eat. I'm just saying, like, I, I'd like to feel good, you know, before I, I put, take on this adventure. It hasn't, it, <laughs> it hadn't stopped you from enjoying food. All right. I'm just saying. You know, have, me, have a little sympathy. Okay. Well, we're not going next week because I'm going to 44 Prime next week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I need a few days, maybe a few weeks to recover from that financially. <laughs> I got you. All right, tomorrow's show, preview Mississippi State LSU, and uh, we'll, we'll, what time? Tomorrow's show, we don't – well, yeah, I guess tomorrow's Thursday, never mind. Yeah. What's, what time is the game tomorrow for the, for the women? Uh, 5.30. All right, so we'll go after that, and we'll uh, recap what happens at the hump with Mississippi State Florida, big women's game. Uh, and we'll do a little baseball talk on tomorrow's show as well uh, as we get closer to opening. We'll be one week from opening day. Uh, when that rolls around. All right, guys, have a great Thursday. And Robbie and I will be back with you on Friday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.